0: Welcome back know-it-alls. Thanks for listening to the show and as always give us some feedback about what we are doing so we can make sure you're having a good time listening to us.
1: Right, guys, welcome back. This week we have Charlie Ray. Hey, everybody, Charlie Ray. <laughs> non COVID Charlie Ray, right? That's right. I am all 100%
0: healthy and ready to rock. Excellent. So, what we're going to talk about this week, Clay, I think we're going to talk about uh restaurants that we've had in the past that are what basically gone or nearly gone and they used to be big.
1: Yeah, because I, I remember a time that I was traveling with a friend from. Vancouver down to Seattle and I think there's three of us there and she's like hey let's get some Mexican food and I was like sure Mexican food sounds great where do you want to go so we're in Seattle and there's so many fucking places you can eat and she's like that one looks pretty Mexican and it was called Azteca okay. I was like all right down let's go like a big huge sign it was a towering it was sort of in like not even a commercial area there's like a lot of houses and then it was just the beginning of where like the commercial stuff starts yeah so it sort of stuck out so I was like yeah sure let's do it went in and they do like homemade chips and salsa for you so you can actually watch them put the stuff through the machine it flattens them it cuts them it throws them right into a deep fry and you get your chips like essentially salted right out of a deep fryer it's amazing sounds delicious I, i've been to seattle so many times before that i never even heard of it like you heard nothing about this this place called azteca and then i noticed another one in a town on the way to seattle so we were stopping i don't know buying maybe toys or cds or something and i was like oh azteca let's go there for lunch so my friends and i went there for lunch and i was like oh man you'll love it they do like this fresh cut guacamole they do chips right through a machine you see it right happen in front of you and we just gorged ourselves on like unlimited taco chips and salsa and then we got like wicked ass fajitas and burritos and stuff and i just sort of forgot about it just hadn't been back to Azteca. i was trying in different restaurants and when i whenever i went down to seattle But then I remember going to a G.I. Joe convention in Rhode Island and we were driving from New York City, like New Jersey, New York City, Connecticut, all the way out to Rhode Island. And I saw an Azteca off the freeway and I was like, fuck, yeah, I can eat that shit. And the person (laughs) I was, yeah, the person I was with is like, I've never even heard of this place. I'm like, no, no, it's good. It's good. And yeah, we just sat there and like gorged ourselves on all you can eat chips and salsa fresh from the deep fryer and you know whatever kind of burritos or fajitas we got it was fucking delicious and then i honestly haven't that was like 2010 i haven't been to one since
0: so- you know i i think we i think i've actually ate at one i think we had one it's no longer here but i think we had one uh down down closer to uh, where my radio show is, is done at and uh And I'm pretty certain it was an Azteca because I'm looking at the logo here online and and it looks, it looks familiar, but it's been gone for at least five to eight years. They tore the building down. There's like a storage place there now. So
1: yeah, when I was looking today, I was like, well, I'm in, I've been to one in New Jersey. So I, I know they were way East coast. And then when I looked online today, there's only like, I think 16 left and it's only in Oregon and Washington. There's no more. Wow. So all the ones Midwest, all the ones East, all shut down. So it kind of makes you want to go do a road trip, you know, just in case these don't exist like five, 10 years from now. Right. But I mean, I can't cross the border. So, you know what, that's not going to happen. Yeah. Well, yeah. As far as Mexican food went, it was pretty decent for, you know, a non actual Mexican based restaurant, just Mexican cooked food, but obviously chain food. Right. 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 Better than an Applebee's, better than a Chili's. No, well, that, that. Yeah. But not better yeah. than a mom, pa, you know, Mexican food place. Oh,
0: which, you know, here in Kansas City, we're kind of spoiled. We have a we have I think I don't know if we were ranked one of the most taco restaurants in the United States in Kansas City or something like that. We have a we have a very large uh, we have a very large um, Mexican and Central American, South American um, uh, demographic here. We have a pretty good section of town. And there's just tons and tons of restaurants, not only there, but, you know, spread out around the town. So we get a little bit spoiled between between Mexican food and uh, barbecue here. But, you know, oh, about the Kansas uh, City barbecue. Well,
1: I, I know firsthand. Yeah. And then I know secondhand about the swinger parties. And now you're telling me there's Mexican <laughs> food. That's a
0: different all you can
1: eat. but uh, <laughs> I definitely need to go back and, you know, test the waters on all three of those. Yeah well i'm retired from that last one unfortunately so well you know let's let's
0: let's skip from mexican food to a whole different creature altogether let's go out into the ocean let's talk about fish restaurants fish and and in this case fish and chips and specifically arthur Treacher's fish and chips are you familiar with that chain at all Mm
1: -hmm. i don't eat anything that like lives in water so okay uh, every, every time i drive by like a long john silvers or a skippers i'm like ew gross and wow. whenever I'm driving through Morro Bay, California, I'm just like, don't stop. Don't stop. It just smells like fish. The whole town smells like fish. Keep going.
0: Well, I guess mermaids off your platter too.
1: huh? Yeah, it is. <laughs> but I mean, obviously, I mean, I picked my Mexican food. So you get to yeah. your seafood. So
0: tell yeah. me about it, man. Well, my favorite joke about that is you wonder if you ever cooked a mermaid, would you get surf and turf on the same platter? Yeah, of course you would. <laughs> All right. Well, let's move back. Let's move on. Arthur Treacher's Fish and Chips. Arthur Treacher's Fish and Chips was, uh, was bigger in the 70s. It's almost non existent at this point. It is literally so almost non existent that there's only one location left in Cahoga or something like that, Falls, Ohio. Fun. And I, I actually visited that location here about 12, 14 years ago when I was in Ohio because I was looking to find an Arthur Treatures and I knew that they were originally started out of Ohio. Uh, at one point they had more than 800 stores, uh, in, the, in the world and over 600 just in the United States. And there's only one location left.
1: God damn it.
0: That's a, that's a huge shift, right? Uh, you know, they were, um, one of the, they had they you know, it's very much like a long John Silver's a captain D's, uh, the main thing about Arthur Treacher's was is that their style was, as they called it, uh, northern Northern British style fish and chips. So it was it was very much a, a little bit different than the way you'd look at some of the like. Well, since you don't eat seafood, you can't really say Long John Silver's how it compares. Yeah. But so Arthur Treacher's uh, was a, a Northern British style. Fish and chips. And, you know, and uh, I'm sure if you're not aware for, for the British, chips means French fries versus like what we think of as chips here in the yep. United States. Right. So absolutely. So it was uh, very much kind of uh, it was a pretty no frills kind of place. You know, you didn't have it, You know, this was the 70s. So they hadn't gotten into all this kind of things now where you have, you know, platters and all these different things. It was basically fish, fries. Maybe they had hush puppies. I mean, it's pretty much it. A little, maybe they had chicken, um, and they and they had malt, malt vinegar, like really strong malt vinegar because, you know, it was classic British-style fish and chips, right? And so, ate there quite a bit. There was a location here uh, near where I lived, and then pretty much starting around uh, the early 80s, they pretty much just started really having – apparently some financial issues. They, they got sued over something or other. I can't, I don't want to look it all up, but, uh, uh, cod prices doubled between like 1978 and 1980. So their food costs went up quite a bit. Uh, they started struggling and then they got sold out to various investment companies. And then basically they just imploded. They went into bankruptcy in 1983, they kind of struggled around the upper Midwest, like, you know, Ohio, Indiana, Illinois, that kind of area. Most of the United States locations all closed. The franchisees all bailed out. And um, and then basically by uh, the early 2000s, they were down to just that one location that was in Ohio. And and I think it's and it's still around. It's still around there. Uh, I guess the only New news is that supposedly, you know Nathan's Famous hot dogs. Well, it's yeah. a brand. Nathan's Famous. Uh, supposedly, this year they've announced that they're going to open some branded name ghost kitchens. Are you familiar with the ghost kitchen concept? No, I'm
1: not. What is it? Well,
0: ghost kitchens is a new concept that started here since the whole COVID thing started, and basically. It's delivery only places. So, you, you know, like, so they'll have oh, like, okay, I know,
1: I know kitchen. what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And, and it'll have like four or five different branded things and they all go out of the same kitchen, but, and, and then just dash deliveries and shit and crap like that, you know? And so, ghost kitchens and there's no really like location. So, supposedly they're going to start that as a ghost kitchen concept, but so far, uh, there aren't any open yet. So, who knows? Maybe Arthur Treacher's will make a little bit of a comeback. You know, I mean, heck, even Toys R Us is supposed to be opening in Macy's stores. Like, there's yeah, I saw
1: that. I mean, we still have Toys R Us here in Canada, so that's not a problem for me. But you're
0: lucky. You know, it's it's weird to now be in the United States where there's no actual just toy stores.
1: Everything everything's bought online, man. That's the whole exactly. Just like a ghost kitchen. There's no need to go sit down. Just wait at your house, and it'll get dropped off. Well, yeah,
0: I mean, even Taco Bells now talking about just going to like delivery and pick up only restaurants, no, no, no eat in at all.
1: Well, I mean, the, the real estate alone, the cost on it is astronomical to save, right? Well, I think like, it's also in the labor
0: to clean up and happen to have people in there and
1: yeah, no, I mean during pandemic, like even our Arby's in town here, even after we were allowed to go to restaurants, like you could go to NW, you can go to McDonald's, you could go to Wendy's, you could go to Dairy Queen, you can go sit down. Arby's still had their lobby closed and everybody was pissed off. But all I thought was like, they're probably making hand over fist money, right? They're not paying extra people. They're not having elderly people sit there and drink coffee to four, four or five hours a day. They're not, they're not paying people. You drive through is open and that's like three less people you need. Nobody to get the tills, nobody to clean up, nobody to clean the parking lot. It's just, it's
0: like three people total, not including benefits, like what around 50 bucks an hour. I mean, three people total, I mean, like 60 yeah. bucks an
1: hour. I mean, I don't between know. Between the three of them, it'd be $45 an hour, yeah, Canadian, 45. between the three of them.
0: Yeah. And so. that's and that's before benefits and the other stuff you pay that you don't see, that's just their pay, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's a lot of money. And you're open from 10 a.m. Till, till 11 o'clock at night? Yeah. So let, let's just say 50 bucks times what? It's $600 a day Yeah. that, that they're old. saving. And and 600 times, you know, 30 days, if you're open 30, you know, 30 days of the month, I mean, that's, that's not jump change.
1: No, it's not. And so, yeah, pandemic has taught them that, Hey, we can manage this and pay less people. Essentially, it would be even easier if there was like mobile ordering only. So they don't even have somebody at the front window that's taking your order. Everything's done with mobile. You pull up, you give your number through the window, you pick it up at the other window. That's it. Yeah. You're eliminating yeah. one more person a day, like one other, you know, 12 hours a day, $15 an hour, I know, 364 days out of the year, if you're closed on Christmas and yeah, the owners are just like, cha-ching, we got yeah. this. Yeah. Yeah. Ghost kitchens. Yeah. Now that you mention it. Yeah. I have, I have heard what it was and yeah, it's, it's an easy way to, to make a lot of money and still get your product out there.
0: I, t- I tell you what, you know, if you, if you owned a ghost kitchen and you actually were repping out like three or four different, restaurant chain names yeah breaking in some cash
1: you would breaking it in but as soon as you get DoorDash or skip the dishes or uber eats to deliver it you're losing everything yeah so you need your own delivery service that's the only way it's going to work yeah profit wise it's the only way it's going to work yeah well
0: anyway i guess i guess that's that's about it for our for i mean you know maybe they're going to make a comeback maybe they're not you know i mean captain d's was a big rival for long John Silver's forever. And they, they've just disappeared. I don't, I I haven't looked into captain D's. I never was a captain D's fan. I was, I liked Arthur Treacher's and then I went to long John Silver's and I tried captain D's a few times. I was just like, eh, you know, again, fast food fish is not exactly what you you (laughs) you like it at all. And I prefer just to cook my own fish or go to a nicer place. If I'm going to have like fish or shrimp or lobster or something, you know?
1: So you're, you're You drove to Ohio, right. To, to go to yeah, for
0: for It was, uh, I was up there for like two weeks for two different music festivals, two okay. weeks back to back. So I, I had like a, a three day, four day window in between just to kill, just exploring Ohio. And how long is that drive from Kansas city to
1: Cleveland
0: is 14 hours. Okay,
1: so it's not something you would go – it wouldn't be worth it for you just to drive there for fish and chips.
0: No, no. But if I ever do go back up that way, I have – I think we've talked about this before. Um, My great-grandfather is from Zanesville, Ohio, which is like middle southern Ohio. And so uh, I I do want to go back that way sometime on a genealogy-type trip for a couple weeks And I've got to trace out the whole family descendants, all that, because there's just a there's just a ton of like locations and cemeteries and everything that I want to visit. There's a there's a huge plot uh, in a a town that's near Zanesville. It's got a whole bunch of relatives to me that are buried there. And, you know, it's something I should, you know, maybe I think would would be a good trip. So if I go up that way again, I'll probably go to that Arthur Treacher's. Just why not?
1: So it, it wasn't as good as you remember, not worth it, not worth the trip no. out, but it's definitely something that you remember eating and thought, fuck man, that yeah. was really good. Yeah. It was, it was something I remembered a lot from, you
0: know, again, childhood that was like God, probably 40 years ago when I was like 10, you know, <laughs> cause again, they went out of business in 83 and they, and the Kansas city location closed before that. So uh, it was just pretty greasy. It was pretty mediocre. Uh, it wasn't, it wasn't all that, but I mean, but at one point, they were a massive chain and, and in the seventies, they were all over the United States. So, so that's, that's my first, that's my first restaurant chain that, uh, that, that
1: no longer around. Uh, There's a restaurant. I remember being at a GI Joe convention in Atlanta, Georgia, and I just wanted something different. So I'm just wandering around and I see this little thing. It sort of looks like an Irish pub from the outside. And I, I walk to it and it's called steak and ale
0: yeah so i was like
1: yeah so i was like huh sure i'll try this and from what i recall i walked in there was like a salad bar kind of thing that you can order like your steak dinner so yeah, i had steak beer some salad and i was like this is actually pretty decent so i went there i think three times on my trip to atlanta georgia because it was really good i kept going back right but i'd never seen one before and i'd never seen one since so when we were talking i like googled it i was like man steak and ale yeah that was a pretty damn good place from what i recall i mean it wasn't like and seven so i mean my memory of 2007 eating at one place probably you know not as fresh as it once was and then i just googled it and they shut down in 2008 2008. Yep. so i was like (laughs) fuck i went to one like right near the tail end of it that's kind of cool and but you said that you had also been to steak and ale
0: yes we had them here in kansas city i went there like maybe once or twice they had that kind of uh I mean, you can find them. Like if you drive around, you'll see you'll see locations here and there that are just abandoned. They yeah. had like they had kind of a, like a like a British style like building to yeah, them. Yeah, yeah.
1: The architecture. That's why it made me think of yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah.
0: Very, very distinct building. They have a very kind of like, I don't know, like Shakespearean time type, like kind of design uh, element to them.
1: But yeah, walking in, it reminded me of a Sizzler, but high class. So you have your salad bar, you can order your, I think there was a server. So I know in Scissor, you walk in, you go to the front counter, you order, you get your salad bar, they bring you your food and you can keep going back for salad bar, but steak and ale, they, they served you and yet you can go get a salad bar. I thought that was kind of cool.
0: Yeah. 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 I, I only went to steak and ale a couple of times. I don't really have very many memories of them, but I do have big memories of, of seeing them, of seeing that building. Because again, it was so distinctive that if you saw one, you knew immediately what that building was. It was a steak and ale. And they were in Kansas City? Yes, we had them in Kansas City.
1: All this stuff is stuff for me traveling in the States, right? I can't think of anything in Canada that, I don't know, Mr. Mike's, that was big in the 80s. And then they pretty much all shut down. And then there was a, a resurgence. And now there's, you know, they're few and far between, but you can find them, but they're higher class steak places now whereas before they were like a burger joint that sold steaks and now they're a steak place that sell burgers ah so yeah they they went the other way and they went the other route well you know here's just so you know uh there's
0: supposed to be a steak and ale opening in cancun mexico so if you're ever down in cancun mexico you might be able to go to a steak and ale. And supposedly they're, they're, they're seeking new franchises in the United States to start reopening. So we'll see if that actually happens. I, I have my doubts, especially right now with everything. Is.
1: Yes. So you say if I'm ever in Cancun, I can yes. get steak and ale? Yes. What, I, what I'm thinking is, man, Cancun, I would go there for steak and ale. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> Steak and ale wouldn't be the secondary thing. It would be the first reason why I go to Cancun. It's like hey, sweet. You know. Beaches after steak and ale. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well,
0: let's see here. What is another chain? Are you, okay. Let's, let's go with, uh, since you talked about steak, and, uh, I, and I think you've got a steak, another steak chain coming up that you want to talk about. I'm going to talk about Ponderosa and Bonanza Steakhouses. Have you ever ate at any of those?
1: Uh, we used to have something called Bonanzas here, and it was essentially Sizzler.
0: Yeah. It, it's very similar.
1: Well, yeah. You have a huge buffet. Yeah. You, you could literally walk
0: into a Ponderosa, a Bonanza or a sizzler. And it was the same thing. Yeah. You walk in, you get a tray, you put down some metal bars, you'd walk along, you'd order, you'd pay, and they'd bring your steaks out to you. And then, and if you bought the buffet, you had the buffet out there. That you could get up and get stuff.
1: And the ice cream machines on the buffet were like the my ice favorite machines. thing. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, so, uh,
0: Ponderosa and Bonanza, like you said, are very very similar to a uh, uh, Sizzler. Um, uh, they were started in 1965, at least Bonanza was, by uh, um, the guy. What's his name from uh, from the show Bonanza? Uh, the guy who played uh, Haas, Dan Blocker. 19, 1963, actually, he started, but he only okay. had like one location. And I think he grew up to a couple locations before he sold out to uh, some other people And um, in 1965, and they started growing it bigger. Now, the reason why I say Ponderosa and Bonanza, because again, like you said, all these are very similar type of concepts. Uh, they, they eventually ended up merging in the uh, 80s, so they became part of the same chain. Um, but uh, I used to go to Ponderosa a lot, a lot when I was a kid with my family. I mean, it was... It, it was it was nearly like a, a once a month kind of thing that we'd go there. It, was, it wasn't terribly expensive. Uh, the buffet concept was not found everywhere. It was one of the first kind of buffets. You know, you get a nice steak and you could also get all the stuff you wanted off the buffet as well. You get a nice salad, you know. And um, yeah, they went out of business, I think around 2008 as well. And yeah, they fired, filed for chapter 11 in 2008. They closed, tried to reorganize, pretty much just imploded and never came back. The last location that that I had that I knew of in Kansas city closed around 2008, 2009. And I hadn't been there for years at that point. Uh, I'd kind of moved on a little bit higher class food. I think than Ponderosa, they weren't, they weren't bad. They just, you know, they were getting, they were getting, you know, beat by places that were more steak places like, you know, Lone Star and Roadhouse and, Outback Steakhouse and places like that, you know, it was just kind of, they were just kind of like, you know, probably viewed as like, you know, your parents, your parents' restaurant, you know what I mean? They weren't weren't hip and people wanted buffets that were a little bit more robust, you know, kind of like the way you like a buffet at a casino. So their buffets weren't that great, but you know what? I mean, I got a lot of fond memories and I got a good funny story from a Ponderosa since we need to have a little something funny to talk about (laughs) this. One of the most mortifying things that ever happened in my life. So you want to hear it?
1: Yeah, man. Go for it.
0: <laughs> all right. Well, this is back when my dad was still alive. This was uh in the mid 80s. We went to Ponderosa and, and we actually got my dad to go with us. Now, usually it was just like me and my mom, my aunt, my grandma, my dad didn't go out with us very often. And, and he went out with us and they had a all you can eat corn on the cob. Hell yeah. Yeah. So. So they had, you remember the corn on the cob where they put them on a stick, like a corn dog? Do you ever remember yeah. that? Yeah. Well, I had I had a couple when I first got my meal. And I kept trying, you know, when I was probably 14 or so. And uh, I kept trying to get the waitress's attention because the corn wasn't out there. They had to bring it out to you, right? It wasn't something that was on the buffet. They had to yeah. bring it out to you when you needed it. And I couldn't get her attention. And my dad said, what's wrong? I said, well, I, I'm trying to get some more corn in the cob. Or whatever, you know, or whatever. So, he grabbed the corn on the cob out of my hand, started waving it around above his head <laughs> in a circle, doing one of those, like, really loud whistles, like, you know, like, people will do, like, at a sporting event, like, those yeah. really loud whistles. And, get my dad was a loud whistler. I wanted to just slink into my chair. <laughs> I mean, the whole restaurant was looking at us. So but just, the question you, is, did yeah. you get more corn on the cob? Well, hell yeah, I got some more corn on the
1: cob. <laughs> Mission accomplished. Yeah.
0: Yeah, well, he, he got it done, but, man. That was the last time I wanted to ask him for something in public. Let's just put it that way, you know?
1: So I'm just checking out. There's a Bonanza in Saskatoon that shut 2017. So that's the last one. Ah. Uh bonanzas rode off into the sunset
0: now like i said i, I have a lot of fond memories for and, and sizzler you know like but i'll let you talk about sizzler
1: <laughs> sizzler so my aunt lives in california and i would pretty much stay there for summers when my mom was working there when i was i don't know between the ages of nine and 12 and sizzler was a pretty quick walk you know three four minute nah, i say 15 at tops i mean i'm a little kid so and it was a long time ago So we would go to scissor a lot and I thought it was the greatest thing in the world, man, like unlimited salads and like green beans. And it was just amazing. And it was it was primary. The secondary thing was my steak or my burger. I didn't care about that. I cared more about the salad bar, ice cream, desserts, fruit. Amazing. And growing up, I fucking loved it. And then I remember being in like 2000, uh, probably nineteen ninety nine I was going with friends when I lived in Kelowna we did a road trip down to the state so we went to Spokane for the day it's probably about 500 kilometers so you know like 350 miles 360 miles so we go there for the day and I drove by and I saw a sizzler and I was like shit yeah Spokane sizzler this is going to be amazing so we go there for dinner and I was embarrassed because I begged my friends to go with me like this place is amazing we got to go and the spaghetti was dried out the sauce was gross the lettuce was brown. And they all looked at me like, dude, what the fuck, man? You picked the worst goddamn restaurant in the whole city of Spokane. And all I could think of was like, no, this is the greatest place ever. I remember as a kid, it was phenomenal. And I'll never forget going to grab that spaghetti and putting like the scoop thing down there. And it just dry and crunchy and was breaking off into the thing. And I was like, this isn't spaghetti. How long has this been sitting here? And like, we were like the only ones in there at dinner time on a Saturday. It was terrible. And wow. I had to go back to the California one. So in like 2003 or so, my friends and I did a road trip down to Cali, went to my aunt's house, parked the car, went for a walk. And I was like, we went to Sizzler. And she's like, don't go to Sizzler. I was like, but we always went to Sizzler. She goes, no, we did back in the eighties. Sizzler was awesome. Don't go to Sizzler, go somewhere better. My friends are like, no, man, we're going to Sizzler. We've heard stories about this place. And we went and it blew the Washington one out of the water, but it didn't even compare to how it was in the eighties. It was much better than the dried out spaghetti, gross brown leaf lettuce shit, but it still wasn't what it once was.
0: Yeah. And that's just a sad thing, man. You have these fond memories as a kid and then having that
1: experience later and it's just not the same, you know? I mean, but was it good as a kid or were you just a kid and you're happy for the fucking ice cream machine? Like oh, unlimited Sundays and sprinkles. God damn it. I was just happy not to be eating a Swanson TV dinner. Okay.
0: I mean, uh, they yeah. take me out of the house and it wasn't a can of Campbell's soup or, yeah. you know, or my grandma was a hell of a cook. And on the weekends, I ate awesome home cooked home from scratch, mashed potatoes, you know fried chicken fresh I mean rabbit you know I mean I I had good food but during the rest of the week (laughs) it was tv dinners and canned soup because yeah my mom didn't cook anything yeah my
1: my mom cooked and uh, she did her best she she did and some stuff I really liked and some stuff I really didn't like but I was also a super picky eater so it's really hard It's really hard for me to like a meal if my mom's making it and then she lies to me about having cheese in it. And then- (laughs) I take a bite and it's cheese and then I start freaking out so that I don't trust her anymore. And then she's like, just put ketchup on it. Like that was her answer to everything it's just put ketchup on it. Just put ketchup on it. So I've All got right. this fear of ketchup now. It's like few, <laughs> far, few and far between am I using ketchup? So if I just want to scare you on a table, I'll put cheese uh, on one <laughs> hand, ketchup on the other and <laughs> some, fish, and some uh, fish. Oh my God. Just put ketchup uh, on the fish. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. Just, just put some cheese on the uh, fish.
0: Uh, yeah. Oh my God. I'm just thinking of a, a fishy cheese meal with, ketchup on it
1: yeah no that the, sounds so gross the sizzler you're right the sizzler was such a bonus it was yeah. just a. as a kid it was awesome
0: but see i had the same experience over over near where i grew up with as a kid which you know where my house was at not my grandma's house area we did have a sizzler and we did go to sizzler once in a while and again same kind of good experience just like ponderosa but again i was eight nine ten years old and i was escaping swanson tv dinner so anything <laughs> was like freaking amazing i mean i thought taco villa was the best mexican restaurant in the world
1: and until you heard about azteca and now you know what the best restaurant in the world is that serves mexican well i don't know
0: i i've been to some good mexican places in kansas city
1: well you just got to yeah. head over to washington to the you know one of the 16 <laughs> locations well hey i was seeing here that there's still there's
0: still 107 sizzlers in the united states uh uh even though they declared ca- chapter 11 bankruptcy last year uh, where's for the-, the
1: organization Where's the closest one to Great Falls, Montana? Because that's the closest place I can drive to from Canada down to the States.
0: Okay, let's see here. I am checking sizzler.com. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they
1: got rid of the two KFC buffets down in Great Falls. So now- They I got rid of
0: the KFC buffets here too. Now, I mean, there's none. Yeah, now, now
1: I don't get to do that. Yeah, that's, uh,
0: that is that is a bummer because my, my mom really liked that. Let's see here. We got Utah. We got
1: uh, Lakewood, Washington- uh so salt lake is the closest in and out burger to me so wow i may as well i mean it's okay nothing fact. in montana there's some in idaho and
0: the seattle area there's okay. there's there's uh two in
1: uh in Idaho it's one in Idaho Falls, one in Pocatello, and Okay, Idaho Falls is not too bad of a drive from here. I mean Twin, it's obviously two days, but
0: yeah, Twin Falls and then Boise, but the closest one would probably be Idaho Falls for you. Yeah. All right. And then if you and then if you went down to Utah, uh, there's five in Salt Lake City. So. Done.
1: Well, that's yeah. good, man. Salt Lake has Cheesecake Factory, it's got Brazilian Steakhouse, it's got like one of the largest IMAX screens in all of the US. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. Went to a theater there to watch Gardens of the Galaxy and there's two floors like there's a balcony seating like you're at the theater, like an opera. Wow. Massive. And cool. it's awesome. Yeah. So, so, you know, going back to Sizzler, the entire
0: chain is no further east than Utah and Arizona. It's basically California's got the most locations. Uh, there's there's four in Oregon, two in Washington, four in Idaho nine in utah and two in arizona and the rest and then there's like i think there's one in reno that's it and then and then there's nothing else and then and then here's the funny part there is 13 in puerto rico (laughs) weird (laughs) yeah there's 13 in puerto rico so you got one so strange yeah i mean you can pretty much drive around the entire island and you can
1: hit (laughs) sizzlers all the way around excellent well there there you go you get tropics and sizzler it doesn't make sense, but I guess if you ever
0: meet or talk to somebody from Puerto Rico, you could talk to them about Sizzler because they'd be like, oh, hell yeah, Sizzler's all over the place. <laughs> uh, all right. Okay. So let's move on from Sizzler. Let's go to <laughs> something else. Let's let's go to a different type of food from, from steak. Uh, Shakey's Pizza. Have you ever ate a Shakey's Pizza? Never even heard
1: of it. Never even heard of it.
0: All right. Well, Shakey's Pizza, we had one that was real close to uh, the house that I grew up in when I was a kid uh, until I was 13. It was like probably about a mile and a half from my house. And uh, the thing that was cool about Shakey's, well, I guess it, I don't know it was cool or not. I guess most places do have it, but they did serve alcohol there. They had like a, like a full bar. And I remember that a lot because my dad liked to imbibe. So he definitely had plenty of beers if we went to Shakey's Pizza and uh so it had like a full bar set up and then of course you know then it was a pizza restaurant which is what i was there for was the pizza but the cool thing was is they had a big screen set up on the wall and they played like old classic cartoons and i mean like old like black and white stuff like some of the some of the violent cartoons stuff you know what i'm talking about right some of those like Classic, just beating the crap out of each other kind of cartoons, you know, like like the original Steamboat Willie kind of stuff, you know, yeah. Mickey Mouse when he was like violent, and uh, and so I'd watch those while we were waiting for our pizza. And of course, my dad was drinking beer and and uh, and the thing I remembered about the, the place that was so cool is that it was all the uh, beer memorabilia on the wall because like you know you went to a re- like a bar and they have like all the signage from the beer companies and all that stuff and yeah. various you know various things. And I remember because one of my favorite ones was hams beer which is an old school beer kind of like like schlitz and stuff like that it's like it was in the 70s okay so that's like 40 years ago so hams they had this bear that was uh uh like their mascot or whatever and all i remember is this one sign it had the bear kind of with his back turned to you, and he was peeing into a river Going, going, you know, like going down the sign or whatever, and it was, and and like they had some other like beer company, like what it was like making beer out of whatever they were pissing out or something. It was, it was a funny sign, but they had all these old, like classic, kind of somewhat, you know, irreverent, you know, type of signage, and and uh, it was just a really kind of like, like, like a how do you say I don't want to call it a dive bar because it wasn't a dive bar but it was like this just kind of like this old school flavor pizza place you know kind of a dive kind of pizza-y place and and of course again like you said you know here we are 30 some 40 some years later and it's like was it really that good it was good to me when I was a kid I loved it you know but they closed down like again late 70s early 80s and there wasn't very many in Kansas City and uh here a few years ago when I was out in California, uh, I did see a uh, Shakey's Pizza. And it's come to find out the chain was actually started in Sacramento, California. So, again, much like Sizzler, most of the Shakeys that are left now are in California. Um, and uh, it started in 1954. So they're pretty pretty damn old. But uh, good pizza place. I definitely would go there. You know, I, I definitely like a nice beer uh um, with my pizza. And, uh, you know, they, 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 again, it's been even 15 years since the time when I been out to California, when I, when I ate there. So, um, at one point in 1974, they had almost 500 stores around the United States and had dropped down to about 221 by the late nineties. And at this point, I think there's only 51, left or so. Oh,
1: that's so little. Like yeah, k- king of the world for the longest time. And then
0: yeah, just, again, just sucks. Again, but you know, you think about pizza chains, and there's a ton of pizza chains. I mean, I don't know if you remember how big Godfather's pizza was in the 80s, and there's yeah. like none of them left. There, there's a chain I could have talked about, Godfather's Pizza. Shaky's is even more obscure, but but shaky's was 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 big in the 70s. They were big. I mean uh, Pizza Hut was just starting out, you know. I mean, you know, in the late '60s, early '70s, these guys have been around since the '50s, you know, and and going from 500 down to I guess like 48, 48 of the 51 locations are guess where California. Oh, I was going to say so
1: Porter, Puerto you're Rico. you not find them
0: anywhere else. There, there's also someone in Mexico City, so I guess if I ever move to Mex to, to Mexico, I can go to a Shakey's if I'm in Mexico City. Uh, And then uh, just
1: to need to head over to the coast and
0: you can get yourself a
1: steak and ale. Man,
0: and we can do a little food trip down to Mexico. We can, we can, uh, we can go to Shakey's. We can go to steak and ale. You're like, what? what are you in Mexico for? We're here I'm to here. get obscure American food places. Yeah. I'm, I'm here for Azteca Mexican food. Do you have one of those? <laughs> they probably do. Oh, I would doubt. I would probably doubt real, that. Probably a real descendant Aztec making, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Only, uh, uh, Hey, there's, there's two also in the state of Washington. So maybe you could actually have a Shakey's pizza sometime.
1: Yeah. I'm hoping, where are they? Uh,
0: Let's see here. I'm betting Seattle, but Shakey's Pizza. Let's see here. Um, well, one's in Seattle and one is in Eastern. Uh, so it's actually closer, you know, to like Idaho. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out. Trying to figure out what city it's in here. Uh,
1: well, well, I'm supposed to head to Seattle for a concert at the end of this month, depending on how the border works and COVID Kennewick. testing. It's Kennewick? In Kennewick. Yeah.
0: So it's, so it's like real far, like toward, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty close to the, you know, Idaho border, not close. I mean, you know, distance wise up there, but, but, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's the two shakies ones in Seattle ones in ones in Kennywick.
1: And you've recommended they it. even got a lunch buffet. Well, fuck that KFC non buffet. I'm just going <laughs> to go to the shakies. I myself some pizza buffet. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, I did like shakies, uh, You know, um,
0: there's a decent pizza place. Uh, I, You know, it's really really weird when we talk about these things. It's like all the different things have come and gone, you know, like restaurant chains. Like they were huge. And then they just disappeared. Nobody's even heard of them, you know? Yeah,
1: like you mentioned Godfather's Pizza. And I remember being a kid and seeing commercials all the time for Godfather's Pizza. Yeah. And I haven't thought about it since I was a kid. And you mentioned that. I'm like, huh, because we never had them in Canada. Oh, okay. It was just uh, off American TV shows that I'd be watching like American network shows. Oh yeah. For, for me in the eighties, if they asked you what pizza do you want
0: pizza hut or Godfather's always Godfather's Godfather's mm-hmm. was so much better than pizza hut, hmm. uh, which of course both of them are so much better than Domino's pizza and but Godfather's it still exists. It still exists barely again. It's kind of probably one of these, if there's only a few locations around, yeah. Uh, you know, it, it it just it just you know obviously they must have had some some bad management choices. Or who knows, it could have been like a situation like with what happened with Toys R Us, you know, that I think the, the like was it, I don't know if it was Bain Capital, but it was some hedge fund company basically bought the company, loaded them up with debt, dumped them, sold them, and basically you know, Toys R Us had good cash flow. They just got dumped with all this debt that they they couldn't handle. That's what killed them. And it it was basically done deliberately. That's the sucky part about it. They were basically killed. They weren't, they didn't just go out of, I mean, yes, there were some bad choices made and they definitely shouldn't have gotten into bed with this capital company that screwed them, but the capital companies would put them out of business. So, you know.
1: Well, it is what it is. is.
0: What are you going to do about it? Yeah. I mean, it's not like some of these restaurants went out of business because their food sucked. It was just because, you know, either, either the, the, uh, the market shifted of what was popular, you know, I mean, like kind of like, like, like right now, you know, like, like like there for a while, you know, sub subway grew like a, like a champ out of nowhere. I mean, they they blew past McDonald's and the number of subways. It was crazy. And now they're dying because, because subs are just saturated. There's so many sub shops. And then, and then what started becoming popular here about three, four, maybe five years ago, chicken finger restaurants. We got them all over the place. We got raising canes and, and, and just all kinds of them. Everybody's got chicken fingers. And then, and then like everybody's jumping on chicken sandwiches. Now, you know, you got Popeye's chicken sandwiches, you know, you got, you know, Chick-fil-A chicken sandwiches. They they were the ones who really started making it popular, but everything just goes in cycles, you know? And, and then basically I think like, like somebody starts off an innovation starts making money and then everybody else is like, oh, I can do that too. Right. So then they all jump in. Then you kind of have a war for a while of who's going to survive. And then it shakes out to the, the number one and maybe the number two. I mean it's kind of you know it's kind of the same thing you look at as beverages like pep, you know, Coke's number one, Pepsi's number two. Everybody else just kind of filters in, filling in the cracks. Really. Oh yeah. Well they're you they're know? filling like you know
1: 98% of the market share yeah. of those two. Yeah.
0: Yeah, like I bought like a six pack of RC Cola here because apparently they're going to discontinue making RC Cola. So I went out and bought some just to just see what it tastes like again. I haven't had it for years. And? So, nah, it's okay. <laughs> I still wish I could get a hold of that Royal Crown draft that's only available in Australia and New Zealand. Well, I mean, for the right yeah. amount of money, you can get it shipped to you. That's true. It probably cost me about a hundred bucks for a case. I mean, you know I what? You know what? It might be worth it. It might be worth it just for the hell of it. You know, I mean,
1: it's cheaper than flying to Australia. Well, think about it. We're talking about enjoying shit as children, like from the 80s and stuff. Yeah. Enjoying it. And as we get older, it's not as good. Not what you remember. And now you're now you're thinking like, oh, man, that root beer was uh, shit. I loved it. It was amazing. It might be worth a hundred dollars. And then, you know, you fucking know when you get it shipped to you, it's not going to be worth that hundred dollars.
0: But then here's the other thing you got to wonder, though. Did they change the recipe? They cool. changed the ingredients because I mean you know all the sodas in the early, in the seventies that were amazing were all made with cane sugar. Yeah. Then all of a sudden they started making it with high fructose corn syrup and it's not as good. No, it's not as good. It's you know a third the price, but it's not nearly as good. Exactly. So you know and that was that was the thing that was nice about the Royal Crown Draft is it was made with cane sugar. And you know now you can you know they have specialty sodas that are just. Cane sugar, you know. Oh
1: yeah, then, I I grab my my Coke, my Mexican yeah. made Coke with the yes. sugar, and I grab my NW root beer glass bottles made with cane sugar. Any day of the week, that tastes better than buying just an NW root beer, like in yeah. a plastic bottle. Fuck that. And, and speaking of Mexican Coke, when I was down in Mexico,
0: they have this other soda down there that's just called Red Soda. So basically, it's kind of like like a generic Coke, yeah. but it's made with cane sugar, and it's like half the price, just as delicious. Perfect. Yeah, but it's just called Red Soda. Just it's, it's all just a red bottle, and it says soda, and it's it's awesome.
1: Well, I gotta try that next time I'm down there.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm sure you, you find it everywhere. Okay, right, so uh,
1: I've got a question for you. Okay. You no, know, do you know who Mean Gene orland
0: is? The announcer from the WWF. Yes, sir. Yeah.
1: Did you know he had a burger chain?
0: No, I did not.
1: All right. So back in the late 80s, maybe early 90s mean gene had mean jeans burgers and the commercial was something like the burger that bites you back or the burger that makes you want to bite something like that something about biting a burger and it, it was awesome to see these commercials and living in a small town in canada i'm i'm it's never going to come to my town like i had a dairy queen right and that's that's the only thing i had in my town until after i left and they finally got like a tim hortons and a mcdonald's and an aw but it wasn't until years after i left that the town had grown so mean jeans burgers was totally out of the cards And I didn't think much of it as I grew older. I mean, I didn't hear about it. I didn't think about it, knew nothing about it. And then I was on a road trip with two of my friends driving down to California. So through British Columbia, Washington, Oregon, and in Redding, California. So Northern California, the town of Redding, I'm driving and I see a billboard for a gas station and on the billboard, it says the cleanest bathrooms in all of California stop in for a mean jeans, burgers. And I just, I'm driving and I'm looking at the sign and then like all these memories are flooding back about commercials and stuff. So I I missed the off ramp and I'm like, what the fuck? Mean Jeans Burgers? That's, That's like 25 years ago I remember seeing those commercials and I didn't hear anything about these burgers for the longest time. And I was like, well, we're definitely stopping in Reading on the way back. That's what we're doing. We're stopping in Reading on the way back. So I went down to California, went to Disneyland, did that whole thing. And on the way back, I was like, got to stop, got to stop in Reading, got to find this gas station. I don't remember the fucking name of it. I just remember the the one exit was like, it was the first exit heading south down the I-5. It was the first exit into Reading. So right. I was like, fuck yeah. So now I know that I have to take the last exit on the way back to make sure I get the same area. Right. And I, I pull over and I'm looking for it. I'm looking for it. And I see the gas station. And it's just, you know how, like, they have subways and gas stations, that little teeny yeah. tiny, it was like that, this small little kiosk that sold burgers, chicken burgers, fries, and, like, you know, Coke croco Pepsi or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, my, my two friends and I sat down. Was, it, was it called Mean Jeans? It was called Mean Jeans Burgers. And, like, his face is on it. Like, you know, the oh yeah bald head, the mustache, the tuxedo. It was, I mean, obviously, it was probably owned by Vince McMahon because he owns all of their names, right? Right. So he probably thought, hey, fuck, we'll just leave it running. It's at a gas station. It's not like high cost item. And the burger was good. And I was like, man, I'm gonna try the chicken burger, but I'm stuffed. I was like, "Ah, I'll do another road trip out here. So you know, two years later, friends and I are a year later, I think it was for a GI Joe convention, actually driving down to San Francisco. I was like, "Oh man, I can't wait! Got to go to Redding. Got to get the Mean Jeans burgers." And they're like, "What are you talking? Like, what the fuck are you talking about?" Yeah. And I explained the whole thing to them. We pull in, and it's like I grabbed. I made sure I didn't eat for like you know a couple hours before hitting Redding, so I had an appetite. Grabbed a burger, grabbed a chicken burger, and it was fucking awesome. And apparently, they all shut down. And I googled it. The last one was on like a college campus, like in the quad. There's like a Mean Jeans kiosk. All gone now. No more. But yeah, oh. Mean Jean. Oakland had his own fucking burger chain in the 80s and 90s
0: hey but at least you got to experience it even all those years later right
1: and it's awesome because one of the guys that i went with is a huge wrestling fan like massive wrestling fan so i think it was like you know like i don't know what you what you call it when you you go to your pilgrimage it it was like it was like a pilgrimage for this guy yeah loves the wwe he even took me to a wrestling event in atlanta georgia got to meet the wrestlers and shit but yeah so just seeing him sitting down and grabbing a mean jeans burger is like there you go buddy enjoy that felt like (laughs) taking the kid to Disneyland even though we were literally going to Disneyland like two days later I think the mean jeans was probably better than Disneyland for him
0: that's funny Uh, did did you ever eat did you know I'm sure you you knew this but Did you know Kenny Rogers had his own chicken chain? Kenny Rogers roasters. I I didn't know until I watched an episode of Seinfeld. Did you ever see that one? No, I never ate there either. I just knew he had a chain. I mean, they're all gone. I'm pretty sure at this point, but I mean, uh, yeah. Kenny Rogers roasters. Yeah. Yeah.
1: The Seinfeld episode is they open up a Kenny Rogers roasters right across from Kramer's apartment. So all he sees through his window, even with the blinds closed, is this red glow from the sign. And he starts to go crazy because he can't sleep. So he's like, Jerry, we got to switch apartments. We got, I can't sleep. I'm up all night. He's like, fine, Kramer, fine, we'll switch. So they switch. And then (laughs) Jerry and Kramer switch apartments. And by the end of the episode, they've switched personalities. So Jerry's acting all crazy and like (laughs) Kramer's acting all serious. And I was like, man, I got to go to one of these Kenny Rogers roasters. Like I got to do it. And like two years later, one opened up on Robson Street in Vancouver. So I was like, "Fuck yeah, here we go!" And yeah, it was delicious chicken, but it it only lasted like maybe three years.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say two three years. Yeah, yeah. But
1: man. I I have been to one <laughs> well, once. You, you've been to
0: one once. I never I never got to partake in that delicious Kenny Rogers roasted chicken. So it was really good. It was amazingly good, but. Yeah. See, that's what you said. You know, there can be chains that have amazing food, and they still don't survive. I mean, yeah. but you know, I mean, that's the thing, that's the story of everything. There can be there can be amazing toy lines that, that nobody knows about. There can be amazing cars, and they don't succeed. You know, yeah, man. TV shows, movies, yeah, man. I, I feel so, yeah, it. Any, everything, you know. But, so speaking of this, this I'm gonna I, I got one more restaurant to talk yep, about. let's so. do it. Uh, now this was a chain that wasn't very big. At one point, they had 27 stores uh, in Kansas City, Missouri, and I think maybe Iowa and Nebraska. It was just a small regional chain.
1: It still and seems like a lot, right? 27. 27 is a pretty, pretty decent. good thing. Yeah. Now I didn't know they had
0: that many because uh, you know, I mean, uh, the only they had one though in the mall right by where I lived. And it was a mall I could walk to, kind of like you know, walk to uh, sizzler, well, I could walk to the mall and they had a smacks burgers. Now it's smacks S M a K S smacks. And this first started in 1956. And, um, and basically actually they were in seven States, 27 locations in seven States. So that was actually bigger than I thought. Um, and the thing that I fell in love with there was that they had, uh, Hickory burgers, and no place else was really selling like hickory barbecue burgers. Yeah, and uh, and so like in the seventies, I loved this place, and they had a, a their mascot was Smacky the Seal. <laughs> Smacky the the seal. I don't know what it's so a weird. seal has to do with a burger place in the middle of the Midwest, but Smacky the Seal. I still got a cup with the logo on it. I mean, it's kind of faded at this point. I mean, it's from nineteen seventy seven, so. You know, a little old, but, uh, they, uh, I guess they'd gone out the people who started chain here. They had actually went out to San Bernardino, California and visited the, uh, uh, McDonald's that was out there. Uh, then they did this a year before Ray Kroc did. Okay. So, so they came back and, uh started a burger chain here, grew it, grew it pretty big. And and basically for, Almost 30 years they survived. They uh, they closed down in the early to mid 80s. They finally closed their last location around 86 here in Kansas City. And uh, just too much competition. I mean, all the places had grown up, you know, Wendy's, um, uh, McDonald's, uh, you know, and did you know that the McDonald's Happy Meal started in Kansas City. Did you know that? I had no idea we were the first test market for it. And of course, you know, it was such a success that they grew it out to the rest of the country, but yeah, it started, started in Kansas city. And, uh, and that was one of the first, and that, that just really, you know, blew McDonald's up, you know, as far as getting kids in, you know, plus the whole concept of, uh, of the whole, you know, playland area for kids. Cause nobody really had that before. Well, no, the, are-
1: the whole idea of a restaurant is turnover. Yeah, exactly. In and out, in and out, in and out. Get them in, get them out, get them in, get it out. If you can fill those tables like five times in an hour, money in the bank. You don't want them staying. Right, right. right. You know, I tell you, one of the, the coolest
0: things that I do remember about Smacks. okay, so the, the original location that I went to was an in Indian Springs Mall, which is now since torn down as well. But while I was still living there as a kid, they actually switched locations in the mall and they moved to a bigger location. And so they built a brand new one inside the mall and closed the old location down. Yeah. And when they opened the new one, they had this new concept that they called a fixing table. And basically a fixing table, it was just like you could dress your own hamburger, which was mind-boggling to yeah. you at that point. You know, as a am an eight-year-old kid. I'm like, okay, they give you the cooked burger and then you go over there and you put what you want on it. Fun so...
1: Rutgers, here I come.
0: Exactly. It, it was basically... Well, there's a much smaller Fixins table than Fuddruckers. Fuddruckers is like, holy crap! There's so much crap. It's like I need three burgers just to make each kind of burger I want. You know? Fuddruckers is is my happy place. And they closed them all in Kansas City. I could, heck, I could almost talk about Fuddruckers as, as yeah. well. I mean, Our, there's them. like
1: only one that I know of in, in Canada, and it's in Saskatoon. There, there's probably more, but it, it's a if I whenever I go to Saskatoon, I go to Fuddruckers easily, yeah. hands down. Yeah, and before we go off on Fuddruckers, I mean, well, we're not going to go off of Fuddruckers. That's yeah. probably its own its own episode. I exactly, experience. it's its
0: own episode. All I can say is this: is it's a cry in shame that Fuddruck Fuddruckers to me has to be some kind of mismanagement situation because their food was amazing. Yep, and the burgers were huge. But anyway, yep. let's go back. As far as Smacks goes, uh, you know, it was something that I had from probably when I was about you know six years old till when I was about fourteen or fifteen when the last one closed that I could get to. And, um, you know, it was just a good burger place. I mean, it wasn't, I don't know if there's anything spectacular. They just had, uh, this Hickory burger, which now I, you know, I get a Hickory burger at Sonic, but, but, uh, but, but for me, when I was a kid, I loved the Hickory burger. And that whole fixings table was just a whole mind blowing thing to like a 10 year old. Well, I could put whatever I want on here. What the hell, (laughs) you know? And, uh, and that was long, and it was long before I discovered so And
1: my mom would just be like, well, you can put anything you want on it. Uh, put ketchup on it. That's it.
0: <laughs> yeah. 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 It was, uh, I, I, I love Smacks. It was, it, Smacks is, again, one of my favorite childhood memories as far as like, if I got a choice to pick a burger place and my mom asked me where I wanted to go, it was always Smacks. And I, and I knew that if I could get up there and I had some money, I could go to Smacks and anytime my mom went to the mall to get her hair done, I got smacks. <laughs> and now you can't. Yeah, now, now I just get smacked. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of a weird name, smacks. But, you know, I mean, it's you know, like lip smack good, you know, it's smacks. You know? Uh, let, let,
1: let, let, let's say that all of these places were as good as they were when you were a kid, but you can only bring back one to its former glory. Which one of yours do you pick?
0: smacks smacks yeah i mean shakies pizzas yeah pretty good arthur treatures. Nah, not not, not that great
1: Uh, i'm going for sizzler because the memories are just it was way too good way too good for me to to not want it
0: yeah ponderosa is probably my close second i had a lot of good ponderosa memories
1: yeah we had a lot of yeah bonanza visits when i was a kid a lot of bonanzas yeah and all I really remember, honestly, is the ice cream machine. That was like my go-to. <laughs> I didn't really care what I was eating. I knew I was having, you know, f- ice cream. five pounds of ice cream. That was the plan. And it wasn't even good ice cream when you think about it now. It's, it's like no. ice, ice, icicles with milk. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's
0: Oh, I, oh man, you, I, that, that makes me remember the ice cream at that place. Oh my God, yes. It was just, it was just, it was just, it was definitely
1: substandard ice cream. Oh yeah. But I mean, that's that was my go-to there. I loved it. I mean, as a kid, right. But they had the twist. The yeah, they did.
0: Yes, the they twist.
1: did. Yeah, they had the. Uh, that was that was mind blowing.
0: What? Chocolate, vanilla, together? Both together? Yeah. yeah. So good. Uh, but, you know, it was it's so easy to keep a child entertained, really. Well, that yes and no, I guess. I, you probably can speak to that. That's a whole nother episode about <laughs> children. But uh, the, the weirdest things can entertain a child, but you'll never know what they are as an adult.
1: Yeah. I'm pretty sure my kids would like the ice cream machine at Bonanza, but unfortunately they won't get to go to one. So I've got to entertain them with an iPad instead. Yeah. Well, that, that, that's the thing now. Everything's electronic,
0: but uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I do, I do miss a smacky burger. That's what it was. A hickory, a hickory smack. That was, that's that's what the burger was called. It was called a hickory smack. So you go, I want to, I want to, I want a large hickory smack with fries. And then you just
1: go dress it yourself.
0: You go dress it yourself. Well, originally you didn't. Originally, yeah, they put it on there. You know, it was just, it was, you know, hickory barbecue sauce, onions, pickles, uh, and lettuce.
1: I think sounds awesome. I've never had one, but I want one right now.
0: Ah, yeah, you got to have a hickory burger. Good hickory barbecue.
1: I guess I'll try that at Sonic next time I go to a Sonic. It's not often I do, but
0: speaking of which, I finally used the last of that barbecue sauce that we got for free down there in in uh oh in, shit. Uh, chattanooga
1: yeah yeah oh yeah. my all mine, oh, mine's gone even yeah. my u.s stuff is gone i've got i can't get down man i can't get to the fucking states i know I, I got
0: i got some new barbecue sauce that's really awesome they got this this brand not brand new but
1: have you ever heard of rufus teague's barbecue I, I'm pretty sure we talked about this when we yeah. talked about the, the, uh, the going can on road
0: trips and barbecue. The, yeah. So they got the beer barbecue sauce. It's like, a, yeah. it looks like, it's like a beer can, but it's barbecue sauce with beer. Yeah. I got three different varieties now, a hot, a spicy and the regular. And so I've tried the 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 uh, spicy and I've tried the regular and I got the hot one. I haven't tried it yet. That's my next one I'm going to make. So what,
1: what are you going to put it on? Ribs or wings? Oh, I'm going to
0: make barbecue beans with it
1: barbecue oh fuck yeah that'd be good hell yeah yeah yeah,
0: yeah. i've been perfecting my uh, my uh, barbecue beans recipe so
1: excellent we should probably exchange huh we should probably exchange i've got one you've got one there you
0: go let's
1: exchange it up cook it see what we can add to it to you know maybe give it some more oomph your way or my way there you go
0: there you go. Yeah, I start. I've started experimenting now with actually adding meat to my barbecue beans. I never used to do that before. Now, and I've, I've done it with pork belly. Now it's been really good.
1: Yeah. no, I got pork, and I got sauce like pork sausage in mine. So, oh, yeah. and I do I do bacon as well. I get the really thick cut bacon, oh, yeah. and I do like the occasional. It's probably the size of a maybe a nickel, and I throw you know one in there for for pretty much a side of beans there'll be two of those chunks so it's not overpowering you just you're lucky to get it you know it's like winning a prize you're like wow i get that big chunk of bacon fantastic Yeah. yeah now now my mine's got the uh
0: it's got some some brown sugar some spicy hot german mustard ketchup barbecue sauce onions a little bit of serrano peppers uh pork belly garlic uh what else did i put in there Oh, a little bit of Worcestershire sauce.
1: See, mine has all of that, but then I add animal semen. That, oh, yeah? That's, that's the ticket. The, the worst part is trying to get the animal semen, which itself is its own episode. I could describe the process I go through, but oh, my God, it's a lot of work. Just let me tell you that. But it does make the animal really happy. It does, and I'm into making people happy. Yeah, yeah.
0: I, I've actually experimented a little bit with some molasses and liquid smoke, too, but I forgot that the last <laughs> couple
1: times. <laughs> So, so wait, were you like I actually experimented in um, retrieving semen you know. from an animal? <laughs> I was waiting for the story, but unfortunately, it didn't go that route. <laughs> All so, I can think of is
0: that Rick and Morty episode where he discovers the horse milking machine. Yeah,
1: yeah. His mom's hospital.
0: Yes, yeah. he's oh. like,
1: oh, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, oh, Morty, you dirty, dirty dog, Morty. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so good. Yeah, I'm, I don't think I don't think any
0: fourteen-year-old or fifteen-year-old boy could turn that down. Uh, uh, fuck, they, I'm a grown-ass they, man, and I wouldn't turn that down. <laughs> Well, you know, they actually have those machines. I know. Yeah. I'm saving
1: up for it. <laughs> well, if you sell a couple of those roads behind you, you could probably pick one up. Done. Yeah. All right, man. It's been an awesome chat. I appreciate you yes. taking the time out. I know it went longer than usual, but hey, I think we got all we needed, right? Talked oh, about yeah. Talk yeah. about animal semen. yeah uh, we can't end an episode that doesn't involve semen in some way. Absolutely. Or start it. We should probably start the next one with animal semen. Yes. Okay. Yes
0: you know clerks three just got done filming so we'll see if it involves a donkey show again
1: Well, i mean there is kinky kelly and the sexy stud you can't go wrong where's kinky kelly <laughs> right there who's a the sexy stud right, right there I, I, i'm i'm most excited for elias i want to see how he's grown as a human being and if he still talks about pillow pants that's, that's... man
0: i i couldn't hardly recognize him when i saw a modern picture of him i mean it's been yeah. so years i mean he's he's gotta be like what probably mid thirties now
1: well i mean he was like super young before right yeah,
0: yeah. so pillow pants yes the the, the troll yes <laughs> all right man well it was a great episode good catching up with you man yeah. nothing like nothing like talking about some some fun memories of the past much better than some of the crap that's going on in the world today yeah. you know good good memories good times good things hopefully uh Hopefully, maybe some of these chains will make a, a comeback. You know, I told you this before. I said, I, I want to open up a restaurant and all it sells is like the best selling stuff from places that no longer exist. So it's just called like food that time forgot or something. And basically, you have like this restaurant's like signature dish that no longer exists. And this restaurant's signature dish that no longer exists. I think it would be awesome.
1: I got the name, Nostalgia. That's just the name of it. There you go. Nostalgia. Nostalgia. The Hickory yeah. Smack Burger. Nostalgia the Ghost Kitchen. Done. <laughs> there you go. Man, Done. we can make a fortune. Well, I mean, first you to get the rice to sell all that
0: stuff before you can make the fortune. Well, I mean, how much rice do you need to a Hickory Burger? I don't know.
1: I, mean, I honestly don't call know. It, calling it the
0: Hickory Smack might be hard. It's but, true. you true. Know, you know, I mean, but or,
1: calling it the Hickory Smack would get you more sales. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. Well. I'm gonna leave you with that. You should do some research, try and contact these old CEOs and see if they want to get something going.
0: Yeah, I don't think I don't think that restaurant business is my thing. Just mention the semen burgers and we're good. Yeah, that's sell well. Yeah. All right. Well, mm-hmm. peace out till another episode. Peace out, no.
1: Was your 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 was your